0: Hello friends and welcome back to Errico Blueberry. Uh, it's a very exciting time in the world of Destiny, in the world of us uh, playing that game. We're going to get into that in a minute. Uh, this is an unassuming Destiny podcast. Today we're going to assume a whole bunch of shit because it's Witch Queen, Week 1. I almost said Week and Witch at the same time and that's...
1: Weech Queech. That's
0: not a word. <laughs> uh, my name is Chilibin. I'm Mackie. Before we get too far into things. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm struggling to know what day it is. I took time off work. It is now Friday. The game has been out since Wednesday for us. I have done very little but play Destiny 2. Uh, how is your perception of time going?
1: Um, I thought today was Thursday. <laughs> Until someone pinged me um on my work Slack and was like, hey, uh, something's to do with my job that happens on Fridays. And I was like...
0: <sighs> wait that's not now
1: that's like well tomorrow while i'm away they're asking me how to do the specific task and i was just like huh
0: yeah no i i turned all of those notifications off i put my my status i was like i'm on pto i'm not telling you what i'm doing um but then i paused all the notifications i'm like i just i just want a big old pile of this when i come back leave me alone <laughs>
1: No, we've got a newer person at work who's still kind of a little bit lost. So I was mm. like, only in emergencies, and the only way I'll see it is if you at me directly. Yes, That's what I've got it set to. Yeah, okay.
0: Smart. I like that. Keep everything else out. Um, yeah. yeah, so as we said, it's Witch Queen. It's, it's finally it's here. Weech, weech. It's Weech Queech. It's Weech Queech week one. Um, I've, I've done my nails special uh, for it. I
1: have. Uh, as the usual just black i mean black.
0: on brand um yeah so again it, it's i mean so we're only a few days in i've done i've been very productive um in terms of getting things done you have maybe had less time but still done a fair amount with
1: yeah with the time yeah um whole bunch of Open world and seasonal stuff done. Mm-hmm. Main campaign got done today. Mm-hmm. Most of the main lore, the chunky lore stuff has been done. At on least, level 15, at least what's out 10. there. Yeah, 1510. Going to go hit my head on the wall that is the a legendary campaign tomorrow with a fire team member or fire team members, depending who's around. But yeah yes Um,
0: so fair uh big fat spoiler warning um you know we're going to talk about main campaign all of it because we've both finished it um some of the stuff that happens just after that a couple of quests there's some kind of exotic quest stuff in there as well Uh, if you care about that sort of thing and you want to see it for the first time and not you know know about it going in which i highly recommend it's very very good uh go pause this minimize it come back to it later uh
1: we'll see you in 12 hours <laughs> yeah
0: hit, hit subscribe hit like on the way out like do all that so you, you don't you don't miss it but yeah go play it it's I, i'm gonna i'm gonna put this flag down now the best thing they've ever done um I'm i'm gonna make that claim yeah this is you know, like they've, they've been on this on this bit for a while, where each they've basically said Destiny, we're not making a Destiny three, but then every time they do an annual expansion, it might as well be a sequel because there's this whole big story, there's all these system changes, there's a new raid, there's all this stuff changing all at once, but it's still just Destiny two, which has been out for seven years now almost.
1: Yeah, that's. That's kind of nutty that yeah. especially the last handful, of, mm, three expansions, if we're mm. honest with ourselves, have felt like a new experience every time. Mm. And I think that's, that's really rare to find, especially in the world of like MMOs yeah. and like massively online mm. experiences, regardless of whether it's an FPS or a um, role play game RPG. It's like it's, it's very rare to to have a game where every single expansion feels new.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they, they have the seasons to kind of like, you know, progress story and make some, I guess, medium sized changes. And then sometimes they'll slip in something huge, like at a complete abilities rework out of nowhere. Um, but yeah, this, this just feels like, I don't know, a, another evolution of a lot of their thinking around systems and story and catering to more of their player base. You know, like, the if, if you take the example of the legendary campaign, you can do it with one person, two, or three, and they will, you know, it's not any more difficult. It just scales to meet the size of your team, you know, so it's yeah. more enemies. It's not like, hey, we've got a bunch of extra modifiers in this legendary campaign. You need three people to get it done. I know a couple of people who soloed it, and, like, yeah, it's challenging, but it was also really Fucking hard with three people, um, who had actually seen the, the the campaign once through before.
1: That's yeah. There's a couple of people in our clan who mm. did it first time on legendary. Yeah, freaks and, like absolute freaks. But, I'm saying it now, <laughs> you're all the freaks.
0: The thing is, like having having gone through it, um, because it's double rewards out of all of the all of the chests as you're going through, and you're dropping like double upgrade modules out of them. You can keep your gear as you're going up at the level that it needs to be for yeah, each true. successive mission. So it's it's pretty good about mm. letting you just go in and do that straight up from the yeah. get go. Um, but yeah, the, there's okay. I'm trying to think where to start. So campaign. We should we should talk about that. That was That was my my day one was just going through the whole thing.
1: Yeah. I did a half day at work, so I started later in the day. Um and I, I streamed mine. So did you, didn't you? Yeah, you streamed as well. Yeah, I
0: streamed for about, I don't know, five hours or something and then yeah. stopped for lunch at like almost two o'clock and then just didn't come back to streaming. I was like, let's just go like vibe out and finish the rest of this off.
1: Yeah, so it's what you kind of you load into the game and it pretty much takes you straight to mars like it's just yes. like hey oh here we go
0: yeah mars rock. is back surprise just a little bit though um you go through a
1: rock a cave on mars is back
0: <laughs> i think you and i both made the same joke in that opening bit about the far cry 3 <laughs> weed farm
1: <Mission? laughs> just... when we saw the wheat fields on mars yeah
0: yeah just make it bundem playing in my head just oh man very very good um but yeah it i, I did i did enjoy the canon sequence too just you are the projectile we're going to launch you up at whatever that thing is like seventhons is it a it's ship it
1: of, i don't know the own world it's just the is the physical representation of yeah her brain i her guess brain, her thoughts, guess. feelings her, yeah. her existence
0: you get up you basically get up in her brain um and that's where you spend most of the campaign,
1: yeah. But like, we forgot to—you forgot to mention my favorite part of that opening sequence, mm. which is big wrenches.
0: The big wrenches. The big they are
1: wrenches.
0: Goofy. <laughs> and you get you get like a slam attack with them, which I only worked yeah, out. Have a
1: knife you. on them. Yeah. Big wrenches.
0: <laughs> Brown bricks. Um Yeah, I just. I don't know where to begin with the campaign because like there is so much in there and it took, I don't know, 10 to 12 hours to kind of, I think probably uh,
1: eight to 10. Icora looks great. Yes. She uh, looks fantastic. It's, it's nice funny. nice seeing her in high def.
0: Well, it's also funny how quickly we've gone from, man, Ikora really doesn't do a lot anymore. Here's a bunch of dialogue for Ikora. Here's a bunch of her being significant in the story. And then the second time I went through the campaign, we were just skipping every cutscene. We're like, okay, I've heard it. I've heard it. Shut up. Shut <laughs> up. <laughs> that turn
1: happened fast. No, she looks great. Pretty lady. Mm-hmm. Um, Also, like, they they really did their best to be like, yeah, um, kind of acknowledging she hasn't done a lot, but then also being like, yeah, this is why she's been so quiet. Yes. She's been, you know, working with the hidden and... Figuring this out, and you know, tracking Sabathun basically, and trying to get to the bottom of it, and then also like dealing with the guilt of letting Sabathun in while he yes. was she was Osiris. Like, they they did a really good job of being like, hey yo yeah, we understand we've neglected this character a lot, mm-hmm. especially considering she's like the warlock vanguard kind of leader. Mm. Um, she's about to do a shitload of stuff. <laughs> Buckle in, you're about to go on an adventure with the lady. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I think the the I don't know the almost end like the end cap to that build up was I think it's that last mission where she pops in and like blasts some Nova Bomb shit off.
1: And then, and an then immediately
0: arc- Chaos Reaches. Yeah. And it's you know, there was some lore that I think came through last season kind of saying you know ikora is not submitting herself to be battle tested and all of these things and then they're basically saying like yeah she's one of the most powerful guardians that has ever existed and we finally get to see that where her nova bomb just goes fucking through this giant ogre disintegrates it and then she chaos reaches a hive portal out of the way or whatever that was um yeah not like, mention okay,
1: unlimited float Yes, she's There's just No cooldown. There's no, no cooldown on her drift.
0: Yeah, she's got that wings of sacred dawn times 10. <laughs> yeah.
1: There <laughs> is it, it was amazing seeing her just be like cuz yeah, that's it, right? Like you you kind of told all through her existence that she is this like badass, like yeah. she's this all-powerful warlock like she she practices kind of peace where she can, but like if she's pushed she's one of the most powerful people and she's a vanguard leader for yeah. a reason like yeah. there's a reason she's there
0: like we saw we see bits of it like in some of the the cut and stuff through previous seasons like particularly the end of uh season of the splicer where she's just like letting off supers left right center yeah um, you but get... it's always this highly stylized cutscene treatment where it feels more like an animated you know yeah movie or something
1: she gets like her two seconds, and then yeah. you move on to like same thing about Arthor, or Zavala. You know, popping off for ages and being powerful and speaking like a wise man the whole mm. time. But like, yeah, it's just really good to see her just be like, "Yeah, I've had enough. Hey, <laughs> like, yeah, I'm about to pop off. <laughs> yeah, bitch, hold my poodle."
0: <laughs> speaking of popping off, uh, Savathun is big.
1: It's a big lady.
0: Yeah. Um, I, I I did kind of enjoy, the, there's a couple of like bait and switches where you come up against her and you're just like, I think you and I ran the, the final mission today and you're like, man, this is too easy. And like, there's a couple of times that happens where you just melt her and you're like, this doesn't feel right. It doesn't feel like the last bit.
1: I think I said to you today, my favorite bit's when she goes supersonic. <laughs> yeah, just gone. Phew, <laughs> <laughs> strange to the No, it was, so, it's basically what, you meet up with Eris and Ikora, and they're just like, hey yo, this thing is on Mars. And then Sabathun's ship basically pulls up.
0: Yeah, just, like, materializes, and and that's the thing the Cabal's been pointing their giant gun at.
1: Yeah, because I think it's like, She's like, oh, damn, bitch, that's, is a, it's like literally like that's Savathun's ship. And then all of a sudden, Cabal Cannon just encroaches off yeah. screen. <laughs> like, oh, Keidel's here. Yay. Yeah. Kaidle has also had enough.
0: Yes. And she's doing things her way. She's a yeah. girl boss.
1: Gatekeep, Gaslight, girl boss. And it's just a picture of Kaidle. <laughs> no, that's Savathun. Gatekeep, yeah. Gaslight.
0: <laughs> Come on. Title is just girl boss, girl boss, gun, gun boss, (laughs) gun boss. (laughs) Yes, Um, yeah, but just the whole way through, everything's like in your ear, just kind of, I don't know, trying to talk you into things, out of things. I'm not sure. She she seems very sure of herself that she's doing the right thing. Um, We of course beg to differ.
1: Yeah, or do we? Being,
0: being being the god killer that we are.
1: <laughs> Thank you, Drifter, for reminding me of that constantly. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, no. I, I'm keen to go back to Legendary because, for me, you get fired up onto the ship and you're like, okay, this is cool, and then you go in and you're like, okay, this is cool. And then you enter that big room where you first meet a hive guardian. Yeah. And just the architecture and the design in that room. Like, I want to go back in there, HUD off, and screen cap it because I want that as a wallpaper. Like, yeah. The oddly kind of, for me, parts of it felt oddly. The iconography, I don't know. It's It's hard to explain, but it's like a lot of people who know about very old. Christian and, like, Catholic iconography and mm-hmm. the Virgin Mary and just the way that halo, like, it's it's all very, very interesting the way they've yeah. shaped some of that that iconography to be kind of old world, like, European almost. I wouldn't yeah. say Renaissance, but, like, European Christian iconography in some cases. Sure. A lot of, like, the spiked halos and... A lot of the way the statues are also posed, I've noticed, is very... Yeah, it's a
0: lot of, like, two palms up in a lot of cases. Like or
1: prayer or offering. Yeah. Like, it's very interesting. And it's just, like, you, you get really kind of into it. And then you're like, wait, this is her. like, this is, she's formed this. Yeah. So the fact all of these Thrall and all of these and Hive statues are formed to be in a position of prayer or mm. offer, offering in her mind is also kind of a little bit of like, a, oh, yeah, she's pretty mm. pretty full of herself, huh? Yeah, but <laughs> in they, a way. They, they
0: also kind of set up that, like, the Lucent Brood, all of the Hive, the Hive Guardians, they're all kind of, like, doing that out of worship to her, right? Yeah. So all, all of those the, poses make sense.
1: Yeah, or the light kind of, I guess mm. she's, without getting to her head spoiler-wise, perceived as pretty unique because she is a light bearer. Yeah. And she's been able to bring the light to the hive as well. So, yeah. I mean, she would be on top of the god of cunning, also be perceived as a pretty powerful being based just off that by the Lucent Hive.
0: Yeah. Yeah. She's a proxy for the traveler and the light, I guess, uh, in that sense. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Those hive guardians. Woof. Um, I can't imagine what that was like you going through for the first time solo. I had two friends with me and it was still rough as hell.
1: Um the the first one the shield bearer mm. so the Titan essentially. He I kind of I knew he was coming because I recognized when they first started teasing the expansion they had a live action trailer. Right. And I recognized the room and then the scene where the the light bearer, shield bearer procs. Right. And I was like, oh, I think this is going to be my first encounter with the shield bearer because mm. this reminds me of that live action trailer. Um, But yeah, it got me a couple of times before I figured it out, which was basically just lob a void grenade into its face and then follow up with a couple of rounds of Galahorn, just keep moving.
0: Yeah, yeah, I mean... We'll get to the the, the void three and things like that later. But man, if that wasn't half of my strategy, just yeah. void plus galahorn.
1: <laughs> yeah, that was, so was effective. Rocket launcher, run.
0: Yeah. Um, Use your cover. Yes, definitely. Um, so yeah, hive guardian up on the ship into throne world yeah yeah it's just like go through a portal, admittedly, a bit of a loading scene, um and then it's just like, boom, you're in this fucking place uh it's like there's definitely distinct areas of the throne world in terms of look and feel, but damn, that place looks sick.
1: It's so nice uh, i when we were playing today, I felt bad because I was doing a lot of like areas that I'd never seen before, and then yeah. also missions I'd never done, yeah. And I'd be like looking at the architecture and I'd stop looking and look over your characters in game and both you just looking at me. I'm like, sorry, I got distracted. Yeah.
0: I mean, we, <laughs> so I did the the normal campaign. I don't know if there's another name, another name for it, but yeah, base level campaign did that with two people on day one. I think we started at like 7.30 ish in the morning. So like four yeah, hours probably. after it launched. No issues, by the way, it must be noted no issues no queues there was a couple of points where it was like contacting destiny 2 servers but nothing actually happened
1: even my friends who jumped on for launch they were up at 2 and 3 a.m and they said they waited in the queue for like two or three minutes and they were in
0: yeah yeah um i guess you know when you know that you've got a million pre-orders and stuff like you can and having done this a few times before you've you've got that experience and that information to kind of plan accordingly Mm. uh but yeah just fucking seamless um but yeah we 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 made the plan to go through on regular difficulty first to allow ourselves the time to like just kind of vibe out and like look at stuff and uh you know geek out on like lore stuff as it drops granted i have not read a single law book even though i've unlocked a whole bunch of them i i think i might just like sit down either tonight or tomorrow and just read through them all, because I hear there's some good stuff in there. Um, But yeah, and then when we we went back the next day, so yesterday, and did the full Legendary campaign, um, and we just skipped every cutscene. We were, like, already above the level for the first mission, and it power caps you at each mission, which is, you know, how they set the difficulty. Mm -hmm. Um, So the first mission capped at 1350. And then I think it's like maybe three or four missions in it bumps it by five every mission from there on um and then we we were just trying to like you know full night night four grandmaster strategy approach this thing of like okay, we've gotta figure out the rotations, figure out the movement, figure out the synergy with the fire team, and really really enjoyable challenge um I think, it, I think they kind of indicated that it's high-level Nightfall difficulty, but not quite a Grandmaster. Like, you're not dealing with match game. You're not dealing with equipment locked. There's no champs the whole way through. Um, it's just there's more enemies and they hit harder, and there's a couple of other modifiers that, that usually mean that there's fire on the ground, uh, so you can't stand still for too long. Uh, but yeah, it's it's really fucking well done like you know the the campaign the the story on its own great but the way that they've built this legendary difficulty around it so well done
1: Uh, i'm excited to run it
0: yes and the rewards from it holy shit so worth it
1: i'm excited for that boost
0: um sorry that is a complete sidetrack where were we so we were Campaign. I don't want to. I I kind of don't want to just like talk through all of the story beats. More just no. picking out bits that are
1: like uh, important or like interesting, more like relevant.
0: Hit. Um, I think probably the biggest uh revelation is the fact that the hive themselves were tricked.
1: Yeah. That the the um they used was it the witness or the witness and whoever he works with if it's any, like who knows at this point um well, yeah that weird man yeah uh we discovered that uh an entity there we go called the witness was using the worm as a proxy and was feeding which is weird because they were feeding lies and deception to Sabathun, who then went on to be called the god of deception and cunning. Yeah, but it seems like, unless there's some weirdness coming out soon, but like it seems like she herself was entirely deceived. Yeah, into basically playing into this presence' plans and their hands and. So they fed they fed her a false vision of like the end of time.
0: Yeah.
1: Or the calamity or whatever they're calling it. Yeah. Um
0: And, and that's kind and, of like how she has ended up with the light is because the traveler had initially gone to choose them, had initially gone to do what it did to humanity. But these worms told her something different by way of the witness, um as as we learn
1: basically drove her and her siblings into the deep yeah which is insane when you when you think of like the book of Sor- sorrow yeah the book yeah. of sorrow and you think of those stories from foundation and you think of those stories from the deep and killing the worms and sorry it's,
0: it's foundation you mean fundament
1: fundament that's yeah. it yeah yeah oh, i'm tired Played <laughs> a lot of destiny today mm. um you know, stories from Fundament and driving into the deep and then finding the ship. And then that yeah. was, if they'd not done that. Yeah. They could be in a completely advanced civilization by now instead. They're yes. still very kind of archaic and ritualistic. And
0: Yep. Yep. Um,
1: they would have had their own golden age.
0: Yeah. And who knows what that would have done. Um God, there's just, there's so, like, there's something I was thinking about today, right? Like, Beyond Light, obviously it was, like, the first introduction of the darkness in any kind of tangible way, but it never really felt like they went that far with it.
1: No, they kind yeah. of just went, oh, pyramids.
0: Well, you remember the end of Shadow Keep after the campaign, that final cutscene where you talk to a mirror image of yourself and it refers to it as, you know, we are your salvation. And that's basically the darkness talking to us is what we're told. Um... Beyond light felt like an extension of that. It was like, okay, here's the darkness reaching out further. Here's stasis, which is a you know darkness power. it's crystals, it's not actually ice, it's you know this weird thing. um, and we start to see more of the pyramids, but we don't really get too much of a look into like what any of this actually is or what it means. It's more just like we're gonna add some more dread and menace and just kind of. Turn those dials up, and then this fucking campaign is like, okay, here's the deal. Sabitha's full of shit. She de- she has been deceived herself by this thing that we find out in the like very final cutscene. What I'm what I can only assume is the witness that they talk about throughout the campaign. Um, and it's like there's there's just so much going on. There are so many, like, law threads I want to pull at that I don't know enough about now to confidently talk on.
1: Yeah. It's got, like, a, uh, it's probably a really bad analogy or, like, comparison, but it has, like, the who watches the watchman energy where it's yes. just, like, so who's, who's puppeteering the puppet master?
0: Where does it stop? Is it turtles all the way down. Like, what yeah. are we doing?
1: <laughs> they spent they spent so long being like, "Oh well, Sabathun." For as long as we have known, has been puppeteering and putting yeah. all these pieces in place, and then you find out that there's a level above her which is puppeteering her, and she's, it's insane. Yes. It's capitalism.
0: <laughs> it's no, it's an MLM. Um <laughs>
1: Yeah, of deception. So what, one, of things, lies. one
0: of these, one of these, I've like brought up a couple times when I've just been hanging out this week, playing destiny. Um, and I, I wonder if you remember this, there's in the season of the loss, the last season when we're having those conversations with the Savathun crystal, there's this one conversation where she talks about the light and the dark. And then she tells us to, you know, metaphorically speaking, look up at the thing that is above both of them. Mm. And, that is where I'm wondering if the witness fits in, right? Because in that cutscene at the end, the witness is kind of—it feels like he's a well, he feels like they, because who knows? Um, it feels like they are addressing the light directly and saying, like, you know, you've placed your pieces. Things have too many things have died, but they could also just be talking directly to us. I'm not sure.
1: Yeah. Also, the fact that it. The the presence walks amongst sunsetted planets. Too. Do you notice around its feet yeah. there was a bunch of planets, and most of them had been sun like they were sun. They were just and, planets. And
0: but one of them was Mars with that with that like stuff on its surface that we saw in that initial mission.
1: Yeah. So it's just like he or they are plucking the pieces back as well as mm. they need them. It's really yeah yeah. I've been thinking about it since I finished doing that final mission with oh, you dude, today. dude, it's been in my head like, all week. I was in the shower just like...
0: <laughs> yeah. Because the other thing too is like the the us, the, the guardians, right? Because we now are using darkness powers. We are, in a sense, both the light and the dark in one, right? And so this, the story of the light and the dark, the, what is it, the gardener and the winnower is this ongoing cycle Of creating and destroying, and it goes on forever. And the reason things are—the reason the destiny story is happening—is because we, the Guardians, the thing the Traveler created, are an anomaly. Like we've come out of nowhere, and we've never happened before. And it seems to be a spanner in the works, right? Um, And now we are the light and the dark in one place. We are kind of a representation of the entire conflict, the entire thing that destiny is built on so it almost feels like the witness is talking directly to us to say like what are you doing you've done enough i'm gonna step in now and the fact that the next expansion is called lightfall yeah that's crazy
1: for me it's like yeah it's definitely all through d1 and early d2 and i think we've spoken about this in the past We've like spoken about how, for a really long time, we have had, oddly enough, maybe a good comparison. Of, like, the the argument between dark and light has been so like black and white. Mm-hmm. Like it has been that dogma of like light good, dark bad. Yeah. In the last expansion, and now we're starting to understand. Like, <laughs> I think I said this today. I was like, Yo, it turns out the traveler is a bit of a dick. Yeah. Like the travelers just, just like up
0: and abandon the Elix
1: Yeah, like oh shit's getting hard. Yeah. I got go like yeah. I gotta I've got this other solar system. I've gotta like Yeah. I gotta to an appointment, a two PM appointment at <laughs> Seoul. I gotta just Yeah. If you need me, I'm gonna be Russia Heard of like
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> let me let me go just like hit up my side check. I gotta I gotta swing through booty call. With the earth,
1: just gonna be like vibing Russia. I mean, it's this pretty like obscure. Pl- don't don't worry, like we'll catch up. <laughs> like <Did>
0: the <laughs> like Russia the reference traffic. this week? Are you kidding?
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is old world Russia. Old this Russia. is yeah, cool. Already been nuked into the fucking ground, Russia. Yes. Um, you know what I mean? Like it's just like and that that was kind of cuz i joke a lot that i simp for the traveler as a warlock cuz yeah, like Space the whole Wife. concept the whole concept of war, warlocks is like if you read a couple of the lore books they're essentially married to the traveler yeah. like they are devoted to yeah. the traveler um you know so just just for like something to point out just like yeah so like travel's got a history of just fucking bailing when shit gets too hard yeah. um Kind of sick of it, so I'm about to tie it down in one place. Yeah. I want mine. <laughs> like, yeah. Give me mine. Yeah. And I was just like, that's so interesting that the, the travelers just like bye. Yeah. See ya.
0: And and that's where like yeah, there's still things I'm trying to figure out whether whether we've got the full story from the campaign or if there's more stuff that's coming out in the weeks to come. Um, or
1: just more deception.
0: Well, yeah, but like more specifically, you know, there was that one like really gorgeously animated. Cutscene where Savathona's is like coming up to this cliffside, and the traveler's there, and that's I like, this, yeah. I, well, I think that might be like her death as Sathona because she doesn't have the crown, the wings aren't there. It's just kind of her high, her base hive form, and then she basically dies in that moment, and then that's when the ghost comes and gets her.
1: Yeah, right, and, and so the traveler still chose now. her. She's come back with like. No memory. Yes. Which and then we
0: blow the, her shit wide open.
1: All the Guardians <laughs> cop is you come back with not knowing anything about who you were. Mm. Like, for all you know, you've been dead for a millennia. Mm-hmm. And you're like, whoop,
0: yeah. here
1: you are. Mm. But, um, yeah, that that was, yeah, I actually, like, yeah, they did a really good job of humanizing her a little bit as well during this campaign. Yeah. So when that scene popped up, I felt like I teared up. I yeah. got genuinely upset because she was just like, "Hey, I've been doing all this shit for you, and this is how you repay me? What the hell?" Yeah. Like she's just like, "Look, I've been doing what I can to like make up for what I've done." Like basically, she was just like, "Look, I realized I fucked up, but like." I'm doing what I can to make up and like basically live up to your expectation, almost like a child to a father Mm. or not a father, but a parental figure. And then just dead. And she's just like, what did she say? She's like, there was, I expected to see something, but there was nothing. Yeah. Something like that. Something like that. So yeah, that's definitely maybe the death of Sathona.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Because one thing I noticed today too is um, and this could all just be the voice actor just having a good time with with the role. Mm. Uh, the Sathona is a lot more softer spoken mm-hmm. when she is speaking as Sathona, she's a lot less creepy and like she doesn't drag her words out. She's actually right. a lot more soft spoken, like when we play Legendary tomorrow. Have a listen. It's very subtle, but, like, when she speaks as Sathona, the way she speaks is a little bit softer and it's less creepy and she doesn't drag words out as she does as Sabathun. Mm-hmm. And then when she's talking as Sabbathoon, that's when you get the creepy kind yeah. of drags words out. She yeah. talks in a lower octone.
0: Yeah, no, I, th- I think okay. to your point before, like, about kind of the impact that that cutscene had on you, yeah. Um, Like, there were were two kind of aspects of the the campaign that I noticed most. One is obviously, like, we've got these big, meaty pieces of lore that are coming through. The other is that they're putting some real weight and emotion behind how they tell the story. Yeah. Right? Like, even that cutscene with the witness, like, the literal last thing in the campaign.
1: It's huge. I
0: felt genuine dread the first time I saw that, to the point where... When we went back the next day to do legendary, and we're skipping all the cutscenes, I was like, "Hey, can we not skip the last one? I want to get another look at it. Yeah. I want to see that form and the weird animation on the hands as they're moving around, and like the the face and the eyes and what and it's, the, what 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 they say.
1: Smoke coming off of its head that is full of faces. Yeah,
0: yeah, um, that is." one of the i don't know biggest reveals they've, that i can remember them doing in a while yeah to, to the point where it has made me dig up pre-destiny one concept art because there is this old ass image of this planned enemy race called the veil and in that little card is like pictures of triangles and pyramids and the form is like relatively smoky and wispy And the first, like, the moment I saw that smoke and then the pyramids that come later, I was like, oh, fuck. This has been in the plan since day negative one. This has been in the plan since the beginning of, like. Since
1: Destiny was a different game in concept.
0: Yeah. Um, And I'm just like, that that concept art never really got developed. It never turned into anything. Obviously, the pyramids have been known for a while. That we know of. The fact that, like, you know, this, this might not be a full enemy race. This might just be one entity, one being. But the fact that they are, like, introducing something that has a completely different form to anything else is crazy to me. Because so it, far we've seen, like, iterations on the Hive this time around. Last time, I mean, we had the Scorn, which are really just iterations on Lixny form. Um, the Taken is kind of like iterations on everything. But it's never been here's a full new race of something,
1: and here's the thing too. like that design, like it's compared to the other races, it's so like clean mm. and like simple and just yeah Sleek, that, it's like it's long lines clean and it's flowy and ethereal, whereas like the scorn obviously being I call them zombie atixne because. Mm. They're clunky and heavy in the way they move and, like, the hive are very, obviously, because they're covered in a shell, they're very, like, rigid and, cr- like, crunchy kind of in yeah. the way they move. Um, to me, the elixiny move kind of like cats. They get down low and they yeah, scoot. Yeah, okay. They're kind of almost, like, cat-like, bug-like in a way, but... Yeah. But, like, this, it f- he it floated... And it was wispy and flowy and clean and soft, like it's it's just a design mm-hmm. too that we we haven't seen even in Guardian armor. We've not seen anything that is that like clean and minimalist. It's just a lot of black and white and gray, yeah. Yeah. which is also an interesting design choice when you think about the overarching kind of light versus dark. And then this race, from what well person race, this design from what we've seen is monochrome black yeah. white it's very interesting
0: yeah and and the architecture of the interior architecture of the pyramids we see in that cutscene scene we see throughout this campaign a lot
1: i really like the dark cities that yeah.
0: Got to see. oh yeah so that that was part of the parasite quest yeah yeah we'll, we'll save that because there's some other stuff in there which is kind of weird um but yeah it's it's it is. It is like I'm trying to like I'm trying to use the word crazy here less because it's just like it's more that it is boggling my mind how you know seven years of Destiny Two, Destiny One came out what a few years before that. Yeah. So call it I ten years. High
1: school.
0: Ten years of Destiny. Call it that. Um, it's probably almost that actually, um, and they're still introducing. Shit that is that feels brand new, that feels like groundbreaking because of its implications. It's just, oh man, this 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 like we're three days in, right? And there's I know that there's still more that's going to get revealed. You think about, you know, after Last Wish, after Deepstone Crypt, the first time that got beaten, that unlocked a whole bunch of stuff in the game, and a bunch of stuff started popping off. The Raiders next weekend. We might even get more reveal like more story beats next week just in the game itself. And then yeah, once the raid is cleared, then a whole bunch more stuff I know is gonna pop off.
1: And Um, it's all just
0: full of mysteries and I just want answers.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that's the hardest part. (laughs) Yeah, Lightfall is still a while away. I'm like, no, like a full year. (laughs) No I'm wondering. I'm kind of curious, and I'm not gonna make assumptions, but mm-hmm. like I, I'm hoping and kind of curious that they they do what they kind of did with kind of Savathun and also like the darkness and some other elements where they don't completely just be like, "Whoop, here it is." Like for mm-hmm. me, it felt like Savathun was just inching closer and closer. Like she was this looming presence, yeah. and it felt like a spotlight was being shined on different aspects of the character and her like mode of mm. story. So I'm really hoping they do the same with the witness and whatever race or overarching kind of plot implications they bring where it's, it becomes this like, and it is already, it's like, it's in my daily life. It's this looming presence where you're just like, it, I know it's fucking here, but I don't know what it is. And it's yeah. up. Uh, setting
0: <laughs> well it it so the, 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 that 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 cutscene kind of implies that you know the, the black fleet is at the disposal of the witness and i, th- I think we've we've kind of had enough law or events in the game to say that like the darkness is separate from the black black fleet but they kind of align in terms of interests and motivations and interests, yeah um the Black Fleet has been, and and the the you know the pyramid ships have been teased for a long time.
1: I mean, so they're out.
0: Yeah, but but also like there's some there's some like war mine bunker ages ago in Destiny where you see like a console screen and it's got these little triangles kind of off in the distance and like Earth is here and they're way over to the side. That is like one of, I think, the f- the earliest in-game references to the pyramid ships. So like, in the same way that we've been building up to and kind of finally coming to the foreground, this shit has been building for a long time too. And this, this feels like they're finally showing the hand of what is actually behind those pyramids, what is actually controlling the shit. It feels reminiscent to me of... Palpatine in Star Wars Episode Nine, where he's off in Exegol, he's, like, almost dead, and you just see, like, all of these fucking Star Destroyers above the planet, and he's shooting lightning into the sky and doing all this crazy shit. It's, like, The Witness kind of reminded me of that in terms of, like, scale of power that is being suggested. Yeah. Just, Bungie
1: Bungie also, they're very good at, um, like a looming presence Mm. and then going, "Uh uh-oh, breaks a cut, it's fucking here, it's time to go. Like, they're very good at being, like, things are level amber and then all of a sudden they're like, nah, sorry, red, go time. And it's, like, that's, to be fair, that's kind of how conflicts realistically in real life happen, too, where it's like, "Mm, uh uh-oh, like... So the fact that they're, they're really excellent at just being like, here's this thing, oh, fuck, never mind, it's here. Yeah. What are you going to do about it? yeah I really and enjoy that aspect of their storytelling too. Yeah. And
0: like we've known f- since the Witch Queen page was on the Bungie website that the raid is inside that pyramid that we see in the throne world.
1: And after going into a pyramid a few times during the campaign... Oh, dude, that I'm-
0: mission on Europa
1: i'm so excited to see what they do with the raid
0: yeah you know like we we, as i said before like throughout the campaign you you get a bunch of like that interior pyramid architecture darkness or dark architecture whatever it is and the way it moves and shifts according to like as a as a response to your presence is the way it's set up and also Eris is on the voice being like yeah it did the same thing for me actually that's that mission in Europa where you load in and you look up and this there's is like just a football. fucking giant pyramid there Yeah, just oh man when 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 we first loaded into that on day one all three of us lost our shit because that's that pyramid that you've seen in the background of Europa since you've played Beyond Light right? and it's fucking yeah. ages off in the distance and this is you loading in like i don't know a kilometer away from yeah, it and it's just I, there
1: i had that moment too where you kind of load in you're on your sparrow and you kind of have to hook around and it's just and boom hits you. as you hook around it comes into view and i was like oh fuck like and even though like, hey, i was in like that. fuck yeah. yeah oh it's
0: this it's yeah,
1: so well
0: this this kind of I don't know, this this expansion, this story that we've, I mean, we've seen three days of it. I keep saying that because I keep having to check myself to be like, I know there's more coming. But that campaign is just like, it feels like it's paying off a bunch of stuff they've been building up to for a while.
1: I was going to say, it feels like the only word I can think of is fan service, but not in a really fucking tacky way. Yeah. You know how you have games who do fan service, or they do the oh, "let's just give the fans what they want." Well, let's get yeah,
0: the, the, the shitty fan service in this would have been if they made a Shrek reference in one of the swamps.
1: Yeah, like because <laughs> for some reason the Destiny community is just a bunch of weird memers. Yeah, but it 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 was they they really drilled down on the things that the community was itching itching to see an experience I yeah. went blur, was that good? Mm-hmm. and gave it to us in a way that made sense and you know it felt, uh, it felt
0: yeah it felt earned it wasn't just like winking and a nod hey we've talked about this here's the throne world here's some shit
1: you've wanted to be in a pyramid for a really long time again Get in there. You know it is. yeah he's the big one no it's it's really it's super yeah, I one part I regret is doing for the most part this campaign by myself. I really wish I'd fire teamed up and had those first encounters with mm. people like we did in Beyond Light.
0: Yeah, I mean, time but wasn't on your side.
1: It also, it also very much gave me time to geek out on the architecture and just walk around looking down scopes at statues and yeah, um when i first saw the the throne world it was it was a lot of me walking around like a tourist essentially a tourist with a camera just with my my scopes just like looking at things stepping back and lining up things so i could get like the full shot of something or noticing different Mm. parts of the architecture and kind of openly questioning myself about it like today when i was like hey when i first started playing these things look like tombs right Mm. um So uh, I'm appreciative that I got to run it by myself and experience it by myself, but I do wish I, I kind of wished I would have stacked in with people. Yeah, for some
0: of those moments.
1: But there's opportunities with the next expansion, but then also opportunities with the big plot beats, which are probably coming in the next few weeks and the raid. So it's like. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So much, so much. Even the swamp looks great. (laughs) Yeah, yeah.
0: The um, miasma. The miasma. And then what have we got? The uh,
1: fluorescent canal miasma. Quag. quag quagmire. Yeah. Um, and then you've got spaces like. Apothecary. This, the apothecary. And the something curtain.
0: Oh, oh, alluring curtain. Yeah, and the I was
1: alluring like, curtain. Yo, He's very nice curtain. You're making a pussy joke here? What are you doing? got tassels this <laughs> <laughs> curtain's made of velvet
0: yeah uh yeah I...
1: the witch's bailey and then the different yeah. um the different temples that she'd built in her mind to, right. like her brother and then her old self and
0: yeah yeah
1: it's just, the throne world is a really interesting mechanism that they they have created for this game to get inside some of their bigger characters heads mm. very interesting
0: yeah trying to find show it.
1: don't tell like they're showing us these aspects of these characters especially Sabathun, who has been mostly a mystery to us yeah and there's like these distinct aspects and distinct qualities that are shown to you rather than told
0: yeah yeah it's it still doesn't feel like answers half the time though that's that's the thing for yeah it's like I know that the, the tagline around this expansion was survive the truth. Um, and it's all about who can you trust? What can you trust? I still don't feel like any of that's been, you know, fully resolved.
1: Oh, that was the conflict I had too, where I was like, this is giving us so much of Savathun and humanizing her in a, world, mm. in a way as well. But also, like, this place is built of ego. Yeah. Like, when you think about Savathun's throne world and then maybe Mara's throne world and kind of the the comparisons between the two it's like yeah she did also build a temple to herself so
0: i mean yeah but But mara basically created a race yeah in the middle of a black hole
1: yeah that's very true (laughs) she's done some stuff yeah she used to be a
0: human now she's not warranted yeah yeah i think so um (laughs) But yeah, some of the some of the scale in that throne world is crazy. Like when you're on the ground level and you're kind of like sparrowing around, doing bits in the caves, you're like, yeah, this feels like a Destiny location. But then when you're doing some of those final missions in the campaign and you're getting up above it and you're looking at over it and the, the skyboxes and the the art and the and the, the the architecture that you can see from up there, it's just it's fucking crazy how good yeah. that looks. Yeah. Ah, oh. ah, oh, that's so good.
1: I, like, and I'll say this now, at least with the main campaign that they've given us and the throne world as it stands, I'm not disappointed by this. Oh, Nothing, God. nothing in this. Even the main story where they did the old switcheroo on us, I was like, mm. oh, I didn't even fucking see that. Co- ah, like, yeah. when when they start putting those puzzle pieces together, I was very much like, wait, what?
0: Yeah. Yeah, the, the only things that, like, have annoyed me at all are just, like, some of the inefficiencies that tend to mm. pop up in Destiny systems. It's not anything about, like, stories or, or whatever. They, it's like, okay, now now I see, for example, the way that the helmet armor mod works for Orbs of Power, and I'm like, yeah, okay, this isn't as good as I thought it was going to be, or that it could have been, and, like, maybe they'll rework that, but that's the that's, like, how little, how low the bar is in terms of, like okay that that's the kind of stuff that annoys me. Everything else is fine. don't worry about it, yeah, yeah, it's just like some some of the systems around I can't even remember that's the thing like they're so yeah. minor, they're just like, oh, these will probably get fixed at some point or tweaked to the point where it's like, okay, this is fine now, um
1: things where it's like, oh, that's a bit that's a bit annoying, but it also doesn't matter,
0: yeah, I think like the some of the like some of the aspects in that parasite quest where it's like oh we're just dying to dumb physics hitboxes that really shouldn't be as big as they are mm. um it's just not quite as forgiving as maybe it, it could be but it's stuff like that where it's you know it's week 1 the content's coming in not necessarily hot but it's it's you know it's new it's big there's a lot of change
1: so massive and it also it's what happens when you have teams yeah together like no, sometimes. okay yeah I, sometimes, I need
0: to also remind folks they delivered this entirely while working from home that sometimes is fucked
1: <laughs> just don't quite fit and yeah. we've learned some of the assassin's creed games where it's made in six different countries
0: yes too many too many people um
1: sometimes the puzzle just doesn't quite fit yeah they can fix that kind of stuff too yeah. so it's like
0: yeah um there's one other kind of like story lore bit um, that I do want to mention before we move on to some of the more I don't know smaller things from from this from this week. Um, so after the after you finish the story, there's a couple of uh, alters of reflection activities that come through, um, and I made sure to get you to go through those because there are some very interesting yeah monologues at the end of them. Um, so at least for me, and you can tell me if this is the same, like when you finish the story on the map, there's one alters of reflection activity. You finish that, then another one pops up.
1: And then the yeah. one. in the And east. as far as I could
0: tell from what you were saying through that, the, the voice lines you get for those first two are set. Because when I was going through it with you, I was on my third and fourth and I was getting stuff I'd never heard before. Um.
1: Yeah, I think for the first two, you get stuff that's directly pertinent to what you've just yeah. finished.
0: Yeah, because the, the particularly interesting one, um, which I've had to go to a different Discord to get a note for. Um, so in the second one we had to do, Insight, It uh, is talking about this game, Two Truths, Two Lies. You know, she just says four things at you and we're supposed to interpolate that, okay, two of these are true. And the thing she says is that Io, Mercury, and Titan are in her care. The Witness returned Mars to us. We will soon have the power to move worlds. The Taken King will rise again. Out of those four, two are true. We're supposed to believe. And then when we were doing it, I got a different four things. So she keeps throwing this at us. This kind of format. Um, So... The fact that the Taken King is mentioned in there is, I don't know, scary. Uh,
1: Maybe that'll be our next um, legacy raid.
0: I mean, yeah, that, that. I mean, people have wanted that for sure. I could see that coming through. Maybe that's what that means.
1: It'd be easy to tie in with the whole... That,
0: that being said, when Voltaglass Glass came back, they didn't really tie that into anything. They just brought it into the game.
1: I just mean canonically, it makes sense. I mean, Vault of Glass kind of canonically can makes sense as well mm. because it has to do with the darkness and the vex and and yeah. it kind of fell in between, like, this, BL and... But this being now,
0: like, hey, we're going to have this mentioned in the, in the story, then we're going to bring back King's Fall. If they don't join those dots, that feels to me like a missed opportunity.
1: Yeah, it, it feels a little bit on the nose, but it could also mm. just be teasing. You know what I mean? Like yeah. they're entirely as story crafters, they're entirely yeah. welcome to create those those false connections yeah. and yeah. then be like, ha ha
0: Yeah, I'm I'm annoyed actually that I didn't like keep Lot a of note.
1: Flooding. Yeah,
0: I didn't keep a note of the, the other four statements that I've heard in that format.
1: I think it's cause after it happened you went, Wait, did you get different ones then? Yeah, like, yeah. Ones
0: yeah 'cause cause you you'd get? like reacted to something, you're like, ah. Oh. And I was like, No, I heard something else. Like, what what's happening? What's going on here? Um, so, yeah, go and, run, go and run them again, basically, is what I'm saying to you, uh, and then you'll see what I saw today. Um, yeah,
1: because I think the mm. first one we got a different one as well, yeah. which is where you put down the sword relic or the yes. sword.
0: Yes, yeah. so that one I can kind of remember. Um, Savatham basically says, so the next time around, the one that I heard today. Seven them basically says that weapon is what we will use against the witness. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> Weird.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Cause we turned
0: that into a sword stick.
1: The sword, the sword stick logic.
0: Yes. The stick logic. I'm just thinking of the, the, uh, uh, Zach Fox song stick. <laughs> <laughs> so, is it him just standing in the yard, just saying stick. Um, okay we've been at this for like an hour now we need to hit some of these other points and get out of here because we are all over the map let's go through some of the more like nitty-gritty concrete stuff uh okay so new weapons they feel great there's a good submachine gun i like it um some of the some of the new perks are actually pretty fucking crazy
1: yeah (laughs) i'm having a lot of fun i'm actually rolling with stuff i normally wouldn't roll with too just because all the new
0: and the thing is, the that deep sight resonance system, the thing that gives you the currency to do weapon crafting, basically forces you to use guns you wouldn't use if you want to actually get ahead with it.
1: Get out, yeah. Yeah.
0: So I'm like dropping these guns that have it. I'm like, yeah, sure, I'll use this shotgun with these weird perks, and then I'll get 100 kills with it. And then I'm like, oh, actually, these perks are kind of good. And I'll start thinking about that. So it's an, it's another way to like break that loop when you're stuck in... I like these perks, I like these rolls, and that's it.
1: I think for me as well, I, I not only have I been thinking like, oh, I like these perks, that then chains your logic to, yo, this perk would actually slap on this type of gun yes. too, and it yes. forces you to then engage with the weapon crafting system because you want to be yep. able to go and then yep. craft a weapon with, if you can, yep. obviously there are restrictions. but
0: Yeah, I'm actually looking one up now. Because there's a new perk called Stats for All. So we had one for all before. Mm -hmm. Um, And there's this, I think my camera might have just frozen. I don't know. So there's this new perk called Stats for All, Mm -hmm. which is, you know, the way one for all works, you hit three different targets, it triggers health regeneration, I'm pretty sure. Stats for All is like that before your ability regeneration.
1: Mm.
0: I rolled a gun with both
1: oh interesting yeah
0: so if you hit three targets with it everything goes faster and as soon as as soon as we found a gun with stats for all in that first playthrough the first thing we said was yo I want a gun with that and one for all and then I got one I was like okay yeah this is actually pretty good and there's a bunch of other perks in there that are like some of them sound kind of fiddly or just like out of the ordinary out of my typical play style and then I go and like try to work into how they're try to like use them in the way that they want me to. And I'm like, okay, I can see this. This kind of, this kind of works. Might not be for me, but I get it. And yeah, the, the, the weapon crafting, I've not done a lot of it because it requires a fair amount of resources. And that, like I said, forces you to use guns to earn the currency and et cetera. But I can see the long term of how good it can be right yeah i can see my you you look in that that menu of all the weapons that you can craft and then you see because <clears throat> you get that glaive in like mission two and then you see how the leveling up works and how that unlocks more perks and i can see this future state where i have one copy of each of the guns that you can craft and then i level them up and then i've got all these perks unlocked and instead of like having all these different roles i'm just like taking the time to find the one that works for me. And then I've leveled it up to the point where I've got those perks. And, then I'm, you know, it's that, it's that real investment into the weapon that they spoke about when they kind of detailed it. And it's, uh, it, it might not be as efficient as it could be same thing when transmog came out, but in terms of the philosophy behind it, yeah, I definitely get it. It's very cool. Mm. And the fact that Osteostriga works in there, holy shit. <laughs> so, um, Grant, so I think we've, we've, we've spoken about on here and he, he and I and Alex were, were running the campaign on day one. We we're streaming it. He fucking ended up with an Osteostriga with like nearly a hundred range. And we're just like beaning shit with it from long distance. Cause those projectiles kind of track a little bit. It was, just, it was just mean. <laughs> But you could do that. You could have an SMG with a hundred range. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, and I, I think I saw something today that like I wasn't sure if it actually did work with necrotic grip because the way that the, the osteostriga projectiles explode, there's little cloud that looks very much like how necrotic grip works. Yeah. But the thing that I saw mentioned today was like it's a little more subtle than it is with thorn but when that burst happens, it chains to further bursts?
1: Yeah, so it, it, yeah. That's so, necrotic grip going to work. Yeah, so basically my understanding, and I haven't really, I just know it feels good, um, is basically when a enemy dies, it pops a cloud, mm. and if you time it well enough, you can chain them. So, like, killing one enemy might infect another enemy, which is just enough damage to pop another enemy, and so on and so forth. Yeah. So in situations where those the scorn are very tightly bunched, especially in lost sectors, you just spray it in there. You can just wipe an entire um, cluster of ads. But then on top of that too, if you're smart about it, especially the scatter grenade for void, you can chain those so they're basically procking each other, right. and you can create a lot of explosions. It's it's really interesting. I've been. I did it a few times at a public event and was like, huh. Oh, yeah. Yucky. I'm yeah. about to get real mean. <laughs> like, I'm about to be a, an entirely different player. Y'all won't, won't recognize yeah. me.
0: Yeah. Um, speaking of weapon crafting, boy, oh boy, does the glaive whip
1: ass. It slaps. I and don't... it stabs and it shoots. <laughs>
0: yeah. Like, when they showed and it off, feels... I was like, yeah, that looks really cool. But then, when you get to it actually use it,
1: feels good. Yeah. Like I had to rebind my keys a little bit to make it a little bit easier for my hands. But like once you get that comfort, mm. it feels so satisfying to yeah, I'm use. Just
0: bashing that melee combo, just like the three hit combo, it's just destructive.
1: I'm seeing a lot of people say like, "Yo, the the gun is nice," but I'm just beating shit. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. So yeah.
0: there's a um. A uh, seasonal artifact mod in like the fourth column called suppressing glaive so your glaive now suppresses enemies and guess what that thing can shoot from a distance yeah and it works in both so you come that's, up against one of those my hive next pick. yeah come up against one of those hive guardians pause its abilities galahorn yeah ah like, oh, very satisfying Yeah, I I think that first campaign run, obviously not on Legendary Difficulty, I was running the Glaive almost the entire time because it was just putting in work. I think I got that thing up to like level eight because it's just almost all I was using because the melee on it costs you no ammo. And like, yeah, Yeah, you have to be up close and it's a three hit combo and there's like a bit of a pause before you can hit the first one on the next combo. So you are pretty vulnerable when you do it. And I've definitely died while doing that combo. But man, that thing is good. I can't wait to get one of those exotic glaives and
1: Yes. Oh my see god, they look that's so nice different. too. Uh oh. it's so good. And it just It just yeah, it's just it just feels real good.
0: Hmm. I'll be honest, I've not used the shield aspect to it. No. I,
1: I keep using it accidentally because I instinctively go to aim. Yeah. yeah.
0: So I've basically built my glaive away from that. It's all about yeah. range, reload, accuracy, all that sort of stuff.
1: Impression.
0: Yeah. Yeah, well, that's just a class item mod. You could do that anywhere. Uh, and the fact that like you can also do unstoppable stuns with a glaive is very dumb. Yeah like it costs six but it's very funny
1: i i've as much as i appreciate the glaive i haven't really been using it as much just Mm. because i am a long distance player
0: yeah it's that being said you do love an smg
1: i do yeah but that's that's for panic (laughs) yeah that's when i get that's when i get too close (laughs) what if
0: instead you panic stabbed
1: no, because what I I just I'm too fat fingered for the glaive. Right. I'll I'll get used to it. And obviously, my goal, as we said a couple of podcasts ago, was to push myself to use more. Yeah, variety.
0: What is your um? Just out of curiosity, what is your melee bound to in terms of key bindings?
1: It was C,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, but I've moved it to uh, T, so it's just above my okay. super.
0: This little thumb button is my melody? yeah and but that is I, i'm just like bashing that when i'm running the glaive
1: i would but <laughs> i use that to mute myself in server when i'm on stream if i want to thank someone uh-huh. for a, for a follow or something yeah
0: i've solved that on my on my keyboard um yeah okay that's fair you get one of those what fo- are the, the foot pedals do the mm. mute that way hands free mute but yeah I, th- I think mine's like the front thumb button is the auto melee and then the back one is class ability I try to get as much of my like weapons and abilities on the mouse so that I'm not affecting movement which is all left hand so like grenade is click the mouse wheel if I push the mouse wheel left or right there's a you can hear it. there's a yeah. button there that's powered or unpowered melee one way or the other so I just flick it with different fingers. So like all of my abilities are basically there. The only thing on the keyboard is Q for finisher.
1: Mine is F for finisher. Cause it's right next
0: to. Oh, F is still super. Cause I'm basic.
1: Oh, it's super. <laughs> sorry. Um, F is super because it's just comfy to just hit it and then go back yeah. to moving. Um, E is obviously interact and engage. Um, and then yet, yeah, T is super for me it's super easy just to pop my pointer over and just smash that a couple of times yeah um but yeah i know i would do that with the mouse if i had a better mouse but also like unfortunately my uh my illness affects my cognitive ability sometimes too and my reflexes and reactions so i don't think the mouse would be efficient for me personally but like for other players that's actually a really good tip yeah, but it would also be like, a lot of people I know benefiting from your setup.
0: Yeah, you'd also have to like change your muscle memory, and that's a whole process to yeah. go through. But yeah. the 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 main thing I found was um, yeah, it was W A S D, and then for me, like space and control are still jump and crouch, and then shift for sprint. So what I've tried to do is keep all of my movement on one hand and not have to like. Take my fingers off the main movement keys to like throw a grenade or um, do a melee because mm. I've I've I found and I had enough times where that put me into trouble or like I felt that it wasn't efficient enough where I was like okay I've got all these buttons on my mouse let me put them to work they weren't yeah. doing anything um, the one that took me the longest to get used to was the left and right um, like this the, the the side mouse click
1: is it's just in general it's a movement yeah, on a mouse i basi- are not used to but it basically
0: sits between my like first and second finger so i just like bump it with the side of my finger either way um and i've had to like i've had to change what those key what those buttons do to make it work with games because they don't register as actual buttons
1: uh-huh. so i
0: have to use the logitech software to send keys that i know games don't use and then put those in as keybinds the um, same way I do with like macro keys for like muting and discord is like F13 because keyboards almost never have that key on the keyboard, but it exists as a keybind. So yeah, things like that. Real, real specific, but kind of medium brain ideas. Yeah. <laughs> um, back to destiny and not yeah. mouse chat. Um, shout out to the Logitech um,
1: G502. Um,
0: the big thing this season void 3.0, um buck it feels good
1: i'm a void main now
0: i am kind of there like i i would as a titan main run the bubble a lot the ward of dawn get the damage boost get the protection real nice now i can be way more aggressive with it than i used to be Mm. because now i can throw a frisbee as well and the grenades are fucking great and i can make them do dumb shit
1: at the moment, as a Warlock, I'm running the Gata Grenade mm-hmm. with the tracking, right. but then I've also got it so that I can charge it.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and then the we've been calling it the Kamehameha, basically, where you just yeet the melee,
0: and oh, it basically...
1: Yeah. It sticks to an enemy, and then if you kill the enemy while it's activated, it pops and then spreads to other enemies. Kind of yeah. like products, but with yeah. Void.
0: Yeah, so, so that that I think is... The... It also
1: bumps people, too. Yeah,
0: so that's the volatile in terms of those keywords that they had. Um, I have gone fully down the volatile road. Uh, so like grenade and melee apply volatile so if they die they explode and then the explosion does more of that and so i think you saw it when we were running one of those altars of reflection i threw a grenade in the middle of a pile of enemies it was a vortex grenade so it, it pulled like, them all skip. in yeah. and then they all exploded back out it was it's the sickest shit
1: <laughs> funny too it's kind yeah. of goofy.
0: yeah and the the thing with the That's titan really now just- is that that shield throw frisbee basically you can do that with anything not just the whatever super it used to be tied to um and that shield throw now does the same volatile effect and it like bounces between enemies and ricochets around and it just like it feels like it's carving through things it's fucking crazy
1: my favorite thing about that uh suction grenade the uh is it just pulls everyone in ass to ass yeah like they all lock into the same animation sequence yeah, and they yeah. all up butt to butt. And then they go,
0: <laughs> boof, and they're, they're yeah. out of there again. Um But yeah, I, I went through the campaign first as a warlock. Um, yeah. Because I'd done the least amount of bounty stacking. I was like, okay, I'll just get that initial run through there. Oh, my God, Child of the Old Gods is so I good. I love
1: it. My <laughs> new friend.
0: Like, the first thing you shoot, it just goes over there and then just does a bunch of disruption shit over there and it's just like like
1: aoe as well yeah where it's you can see the purple ring and anything that Mm -hmm. dares in it's just like yes please i'll have that yeah thank you
0: my favorite combo was vortex grenade and then as as they all clump up nova bomb yeah it's just way to clear a room (laughs) so good and some of those fragments let you do some mean things
1: yeah I'm excited to lock unlock more,
0: yeah. I also want to just like play around with more of it because both my warlock and my Titan have done the volatile vortex grenade combo and just gone all the way down that road. But, okay, what else can I do with like suppress and devour and all those other bits and pieces?
1: yeah, I think <sighs> I think for especially for um Warlock, I'm seeing a lot of people in Destiny saying that um for them as Warlock mains, these changes made void like, uh, like valuable again, Mm. like it's, it's, they can actually play void because, and I agree that void for me, especially, and other people have reflected the same. It lacked a lot. Yeah. Like
0: Nova bomb was pretty good, but
1: in comparison to arc and then Stasis came in and just completely a lot of people were like, yeah, void just, it lacked a lot. Mm. And I think they knew that because I think it lacked across all the classes. So for them to come in and be like void. Mm. Like we're going to fix that one first. I think was them also being like, yeah, we get it. This one's kind of a little bit. black. It's slower. It's not as aggressive, but now you can play hyper aggressive with void as a warlock.
0: Yeah. And now I just, I want them to do the other two already. Yeah. It's primarily a Titan solar main. And right now someone who uses sunshot and path of burning steps a lot to like stack up solar damage and get extra weapon damage. I'm imagining that with a solar re, solar rework akin to Void because they're basically saying like Void was here and now it's up here. Like to be super reductive, it's now better than it's ever been. You can do way more with it. I just, I can't wait for the other I two just, to catch up.
1: I just want to know how cursed I can get with Ark because I'm already pretty scuffed. Mm. Yes.
0: <laughs> yes. Uh, it's... Uh, It's a good time. And like the way that they've changed the Titan bubble to be instant cast, essentially. I got to use that in momentum control in a way that felt really, really dirty. I like ran around a corner. There were three people from the other team and I went, Oh yeah, this bubble is fast. Popped it straight away, jumped out of the bubble and killed them all because I had the extra weapon damage and the, the like Uh damage resistance. And they were just like, Fuck, we can't Bye. do anything with that, yeah, <laughs> and also now it recharges super quick
1: <sighs> it's it's the same with lobbing one of those scatter grenades in a door as like a door mm. opens she's like, whoop because you know some the reason it's opened is because someone is yeah. there,
0: yeah, same thing with like throwing that uh that frisbee because it bounces so aggressively off surfaces, like I've gotten kills with that, especially in moment, momentum control where Seen a guardian i know they're behind that bit of cover but i can see a wall behind them and i've hit the wall and then it bounces back into them because it tracks like nothing
1: amazing <laughs> it's so dumb
0: ah boy void now is the season for void i haven't tried hunter personally like i've got I a hunter i've yet to go through the campaign or anything um i do want to try it though it's always fun yeah uh, okay, we've been talking for like an hour and a half. The seasonal story stuff I don't really want to get into now because I feel like I've barely touched it. Um, I feel like
1: it's going to grow and change over the next Well, yeah, weeks that's a yeah,
0: seasonal really. story for you. Yeah, <laughs> um, not a lot of
1: seasonal stuff at the moment. yeah Kayetal, Kayetal, Kayetal. Kayetal, Uh, Quoted, what was it, Sun Tzu at one point? Yeah. And then her and Zvala did like the. Nah. Oh, you read you read mm. some, an intellectual M'lady. lady lady. Um, but that's about <laughs> it, really. Yeah. There was it's just being like, Yeah, okay, Kaito's on our team now. She's yeah. also pissed. Zavala's also pissed.
0: Yeah. They're they're referring to like the the seasonal activity as like PsyOps and you're basically going to what they call Mindscape. And I keep thinking Chris Angel mind freak. Um But essentially you're like capturing Hive, bringing them back, and then they're interrogating them. That's kind of the vibe I get. Um, I think
1: last night we were using the term mind cops or brain police. Yeah. (laughs) Instead of psychic detective like the V-Doc kept saying, we're like, no, brain police.
0: Yes. Um, The last thing I did want to talk about is the parasite quest.
1: (laughs) Yucky. So that
0: basically like unlocks after you do the campaign, I think. Of Queen and Worms? Of Queens go, and
1: Worms. Yeah, you go back to the Enclave to speak to Ikora, and That's Ikora's it. like, oh, by the way, Mara's here. She wants to talk to you. I'm like, yes. what the fuck does
0: she want? So, I'm
1: still mad at her.
0: Again, spoiler warnings, because I think this quest is actually pretty fucking dope and funny. You're essentially on a journey to take Savathan's Worm and give it a new host. And 95% of the quest would have you believe that that new host is going to be Mara Sov. And then right at the end,
1: gun. She
0: puts that motherfucker in a gun. <laughs> it's so good. There was and like gave
1: him the uh, page treatment. You're yeah, a gun now. Yeah.
0: And that gun is disgusting. It's like got a ventilator that's moving. And it seems like the gun is breathing and you are lobbing hive worms at shit. At the, the
1: canister has stuff floating in it too. If you get into the menu and you rotate uh, it, the canister has like goo in it yeah
0: and there's this like, like that
1: mission. <laughs> i hate worms yeah
0: and like the worm starts talking and it's got this oh weird voice <laughs>
1: it sits up and talks to you yeah there were a few and don't get me wrong love this voice actor but there were a few times where the voice actor accidentally slipped back into Varix. i noticed bit,
0: a little so, bit old mate yeah but yeah it's there's like some some little lore bits and pieces in there as well that are.
1: I, I think, think we talked ex- about those before. It explains the relationship with the worm and mm. so the host. Not even just Sabathun, but obviously mm. like it, it knows a lot more than it lets Sabathun know. Yes. Well, that's basically the
0: how story. the mission is set up. Is the whole the whole quest is like. There's things that even Sevithan didn't know, but we know the worm knows. So let's it try and get it out of there.
1: Speaking through, yeah, the worm. Yeah, if we're led to believe correctly, the witness mm-hmm. was talking through the worm. So who's to say the like what we were told was even correct?
0: Yeah. But yeah, um, Alex and I did that quest yesterday, and while we were running through that, we both were like, "We need to try and get Mickey through this." Because she's going to hate having to carry the worm. <laughs>
1: I just so don't gross. like them. The and then I think, I think y'all heard me freak the fuck out when it started talking. Yeah. Because I was standing was right I in could front have of wanted. it. <laughs> standing right on it. And it was like, oh, it's And I was like, ugh. Yeah. Y'all would have just seen my character jump off the altar and run away.
0: Yeah. It was very good.
1: I think there was one point where I lined it up and shot it and I shot it just at the right time during a cutscene so it started screaming that it was in pain and it was dying and I genuinely, for a a second, thought I fucked something up. Yeah. I thought it was like one of those, like, sniper recon style, like, you can kill it or you can't. So when I shot it, it's like, eh, dying! I was like, oh, and like ran out the door. You would have oh, just seen man. me shit and run. Oh, so I'm good. Like... <sighs> okay. Yeah.
0: I think that's probably enough. It's a good
1: place to end it. For
0: this week. We've done a lot. We've talked about a lot. It was the
1: TWAB. But the TWAB was just a lot of, like, technical talk and numbers and also it would, thanking the community yeah, it for... Was
0: kind of like, here's some bugs we know about. Not a lot else. Um we got follow For the
1: most part, no huge bugs, no game breaking no, bugs, just no. little annoying things that like fix themselves after a little bit anyway.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, we did get a follow up tweet with the raid power level, which is 1530, only 10 above the 1520 that the legendary campaign gets you to. So they've done what I wanted them to and what I hope they would do, which is completely trivialize what the power grind for a raid used to be. Like, it's still work. Don't get me wrong.
1: Not even trivialize. They've made it accessible.
0: Yes. No, I, I've, I've, that that is where that trivialization gets to, is like now more people can do it.
1: That's exactly it. I've got a lot of friends who play Destiny who their biggest complaint was the grind, and mm. usually their biggest complaint about the grind revolved around expansions and raids. They just, their parents, or they work full-time, or... Yeah. One of my friends is a doctor, and he's like, I would love to play Destiny, but I'm on call. Yeah. So, like, I can't do that shit. Yeah. And he's back playing Witch Queen because he was like, cool, power floor, and then also the raid is a low level. Fuck yeah, I've got some homies who are down. Like, yeah, more people are going to do that day one, and at least if they don't complete on day one, they get to experience the excitement of day one, going in there not knowing anything,
0: screaming. You could legitimately have never played destiny before pick up Witch queen do the legendary campaign day one and be pretty much raid ready by the end of it. You won't obviously have all the exotics and armor
1: your seasonal, in your toolbox. Seasonal pinnacles. And you're pretty much there.
0: Yeah. Like that the only real difference there between that person who's come to it for the first time and someone like us, who's got a bunch of exotics at the ready and all the armor and different things. is like, yeah, our toolbox is bigger. But in terms of being able to start and get into high-level content quickly, yeah. that's so good.
1: And it means, too, we might actually start to see different day-one teams. Hell
0: yeah. Winners,
1: because it's more accessible. You might get just a, a clan of dads who are just yeah. like, yeah, let's give this raid a Like, why not? Yeah, We've been playing like, Destiny for a couple I'm months. Sure
0: maybe it was the Eater of Worlds world first team was an LFG. Yeah. Or, or there was, they were up in like third or fourth place or something crazy. It's like that shit has happened. It's just, it used to be so much harder.
1: Yeah. So we're, we're probably going to see a lot more diversity and a lot more faces in this raid one, ra- raid <laughs> day one raid race. Yes. Raid one day race.
0: Yeah. And I'm um, for it. Like I'm tired yeah. of seeing the same names all the time.
1: Give us an all-girl squad. Yeah, yeah.
0: girl boss, let's go. Clan girl boss,
1: clan gaslight. No, (laughs) J club. (laughs) No, it's just it's going to be exciting because we're. I feel like all these changes not only are making it accessible, but then by extension, we're going to start seeing a lot more diversity and in the community, especially faces of the community. Mm. Um, I want to see more disabled players and more people who suffer chronic illnesses like me who maybe yeah. can't sit down for 12 hours a day yeah well, can i think, maybe four hours two hours or four hours for, that's been the last two days yeah, for me
0: yeah i think it or, might have been the oh, last oh, Yes, please. i think the last community showcase was uh steve sailor who who on twitch goes by the i think blind gamer steve um that's sick and i think he just got hired as a like accessibility advocate at a game studio. Yeah. Like huge.
1: And like, we've got really amazing like creators of color as well. Mm -hmm. And queer creators that Mm -hmm. might not get that moment in the spotlight because they just, they don't have the ability to nail a grind and then do day one.
0: Yeah. Or it's, it's just been like, they're not the names people already know. And that's like, Mm. that's the barrier. That's nothing. Fix that.
1: Yeah. Which is these new showcases have picked up a few smaller creators and diverse creators and been like, hey, these people exist.
0: Yeah. There's more out there.
1: (laughs) We're actually a bigger part of the community than you want to admit.
0: It's not just white dudes from America who say bad things on Twitter.
1: (laughs) No, I'm I'm just, I'm super, these changes in the story is great. And it just, Yeah. yeah it feels like a whole new game and i now that i finished the story i'm excited to get on twitter and see everyone screaming about how much they love it
0: yeah uh, i think too, like you know we've we've kind of like like i've said a few times it's day 3 um there's a dog squeaking a toy in the background i don't know if that's coming through um <laughs> we've kind um, of like I thought it was a door. no no there's a squeaky toy uh in the next room um but yeah like I feel like I have definitely done this. Us as a clan have done this of just like, we're going to shotgun this. We're going to go through as fast as well, not as fast as we can, but like we want to get through the story. We want to raid grind. Turns out we didn't need to go as hard as we did um, with the legendary campaign stuff. But that is kind of reflected in this episode. It's all over the place because we have been all over the place trying to figure everything out, figure out all the systems. I feel like next week we will have more time to digest things to really put those thoughts together maybe we get a bit more story development um after the next reset maybe there's more stuff to do in terms of reveals and deep sight things in the throne world who knows
1: it also means that maybe more of the story that we were stumbling over to explain will make more sense too because we'll have a bit more
0: yeah we might go through it again we might get mechie through a legendary campaign um and then, yeah, that'll, that'll help, like, reinforce those things. Like, I've gone through it twice, and I still maybe understand about half of it properly.
1: <laughs>
0: That's how I feel. Yeah. Um, so tune in next week for much better uh, recaps, much more accurate information, as much as we can muster, given that it's, you know, God of Deception and whatnot. Um, in the meantime, like and subscribe. Uh, comment down below with mm, your favorite Savathun lie. I don't know. I I didn't know where I was going with that.
1: Your favorite sab- sabbathism.
0: <laughs> your favorite Savathun fact or fiction, truth or lie. Um, yeah, socials are linked down below, as ever. Uh, I've done... One stream this week. I've still got the rest of this week. I've I think I'm off work until like Thursday, so might try and get a couple more in. Um, just trying to just trying to like get that muscle memory back for doing it, you know, so that it's not such a big thing when I when I do go to do it. Um, so yeah, hit the follows over there on all the other platforms. We'll be sure to make noise about that and not my wordle scores as much. Um pretty close to just calling time on Wordle, I think.
1: Playing it, I just haven't been posting about it. Oh, no, I as, soon as, as
0: soon as I hit a streak 69. of 69, I'm going to post that, and then I'm done. That's my I retirement, that 69 and out. Now I just have to not fuck up in the next, like, five days because <laughs> I'm that <laughs> close. <laughs> um, yes, that's going to do it, I think. I'm tired, you're tired, let's get out of here.
1: Yeah, I need to eat.
0: Yeah, me too. I think dinner was an hour or two ago, and we've been here. (laughs) Oh, well. And I've had a beer, and it's hit me.
1: Oh, beans. Oh, yeah,
0: it's 8%. Um, Thank you for tuning in. Uh, We we appreciate it. We will see you next week.
1: Mm, Be nice, don't tell lies.
0: Or if you're going to tell lies, at least make them non-harmful
1: and entertaining. Okay, bye. Bye.